Good morning. Good morning. This congregation looks good. But I also have to say hello to the other group in blue jeans and Starbucks coffee on the other side. <laughs> Last week, one of the largest, actually it was the largest urban house churches of China, was suddenly demolished. And it was done in a very violent manner. Thousands of riot police surrounded the building, chased out those Christians. There were more than 4,000 people in that church. And the building was torn down to pieces. Three more this week inside China are designated for total destruction. Christians in China, they watched it. They watched it on the internet, and all they could do was to cry. And for me, I feel particularly strong for these congregations because those pastors, they were all my students. And their buildings with sitting capacity of 3,000, 4,000 in a single day, demolished. I cried, but I also ponder the question that keep coming back to me is what could actually kill the church of Jesus Christ? I want you to think with me. Is there any forces, is anything from this world that could actually kill the church of our Lord Jesus Christ? Lack of money? Well, for almost 50 years, I ministered to the church inside China, poverty-stricken, absolutely broke, and yet that church has thrived. Lack of church buildings? Lack of Bibles? Lack of pastors? Lack of missionaries? Lack of elders? Lack of Sunday school teachers? Well, for that matter, during the Cultural Revolution of China, even ordinary Sunday school teachers in China, they were put into labor camp. They were tortured. They were killed. In fact, for 10 years of the Cultural Revolution of China, from 1966 to 1976, Mao Zedong, he was no longer just a mere human. He was no longer just the chairman of China. He was deified. He was the god of China. All other religions were abolished. We shall only worship Mao. And his little red book, it became the, the Bible, the quotations of Mao. Remember? That was the Bible of China. 800 million people, the Chinese, three times a day. They have to. Compulsory. They will have to go to a portrait, a statue of Mao, and they will have to bow before him and pray to him three times a day. He was God. No Bible, no church buildings, no pastors, nothing, nothing. In 1972, an Italian journalist, and she went to interview Madame Mao, and she said, Madame Mao, Madam Mao, is there any Christian in China 
Now, Mrs. Mao was so belligerent, so arrogant, so obnoxious, and she said, "Yeah, in the museums." Time magazine, with that quotation, they printed a feature cover article, and on the cover of Time magazine, 1972 July, it says, "God is dead, and he's buried in China." God is dead, and he's buried in China. Few years later. Mao Zedong died. Twenty-eight days later, his wife and a gang of four, and they were arrested, and they were put to death, imprisoned. What could, if there's anything, think with me, is there anything from this world and in this world that could actually kill the Church of Jesus Christ? What did Jesus say himself? He said, "I, I will build my church, and the gates of hell, they shall not, not prevail against my church." My recognition of that is nothing from the world, nothing from the evil one himself, nothing from human could ever, ever destroy the church of Jesus Christ. But this morning. I want to direct a question to you and ask: Is there anything within the church? If there's a lack, if there's any lack within the church that could actually kill the church, think, think with me. Now, is there anything, any lack inside the church within us that could actually destroy the church? Is there anything? Yeah, what's that? Okay. Well, good, good. Lack of love, lack of the Holy Spirit. I have heard all these kind of answers, but you got to answer me. Being a professor on theology, I want biblical answer. Now, give it to me. A biblical answer. Is there anything that says in the Bible? Yes. Without a relationship with the Christ, with our Lord Jesus Himself, well, that's good. That's good, but that's not what the Bible says. You gotta come on, people of Oakbrook. Come on, give me an answer. What did the Bible said? Without what? So so so, I'll give you a B minus for that. <laughs> the Bible actually say, listen up, Proverbs twenty eight twenty nine eighteen. The Bible says, for without vision, right? Without vision, we people of God we perish. Now, perish is an old, ancient, faraway word. Let's use more contemporary terms. For without vision, say it with me: we die. Say it. That's right. For without vision, we, the children of God, we die. 
Then you're going to ask, what is vision? Hello? <laughs> I have two granddaughters. They are now seven and five. Even though they were very young, whenever yeah, yeah, granddad asks them a question, if they don't want to answer, if they can't answer, and if they answer, they themselves will get compromised. The elder one will say, eh, and the little one will say, eh. So what is vision? Say it with me, eh. Louder. Eh. Eh, eh, louder, come on. Eh. Vision? To me, the simplest definition, okay, raise your four fingers, just four fingers, and say after me, seeing what God see. Seeing what God see. That's vision. That's vision. If we do not see what God sees, we die. Then you're going to ask, what does God see? Now that's awesome. That's, that's awesome. Because the Bible says, our God, his eyes, they watch over the entire, not just the universe, no. They watch over the entire creation. That's what the Bible says. The eyes of the Lord, they watch over the entire Creation. Now, in that sense, how in the world can I see what God sees? In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and the Word became flesh, and dwelling amongst us, fully demonstrating, revealing, Showing us both the grace and the truth of the Father God. And this word, he also say, the things I do, I didn't do it according to myself, but to the Father. The things I say is exactly what the Father would have said. And he also say to us, things that I do, we shall also do. And greater things shall we do. Now, that becomes simpler. What then did Jesus see? What did Jesus see? And if we can learn what did Jesus see, then we can see as the Father sees. There are four Gospels, each one reflecting a different aspect of Christ. And John, the disciple he loved dearly, John will reflect Jesus as the Son of God. This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son. Now, I study the Gospel of John and I discovered there were four times, four times, actually, the Bible said, now, would you do it together with me? Point your fingers to your eyes. Come on. Four times, the Gospel of John said, Jesus, now do it with me, lift up his eyes. Come on, do it. Jesus said, Jesus, 
lift up his eyes. In practical human term, lifting our eyes and look means look at it, pay attention, pay attention to what you see. But then in spiritual understanding, in theological interpretation, lifting our eyes means seeing what God sees. Receiving a sight from on high, seeing what God sees. Four times. Now, you don't have to open your Bible because all four occasions are very, very familiar passage. First time, John 4. John 4 says Jesus was tired. Jesus was weary. Jesus was thirsty. Jesus was hungry. He sat down by a well and he was waiting. The disciples, they went for food and Jesus was waiting, waiting and waiting. Waiting for what? Waiting. Now, do it with me. Say it in the most despise and despicable manner, say, that woman. Come on, say it. No, 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 no. You've got to be a little bit more, more, turn off. Okay, more, okay, say it. That, that woman. It's a pig. It's a dog. It's a Samaritan. But that's only for men, for women. For women. I mean, and say it together with me. That. I mean, she was married how many times? And this, the one that she's living, I mean, she was the Elizabeth Taylor of her time. (laughs) How many times? I don't know. And that woman, even her own folks, they looked down on her and they boycotted her. And therefore she came out at noon for water. And when Jesus saw her, and Jesus said to that woman, now in modern day translation, man, Madam, or in my Chinese translation, lady. Jesus called that woman with the very same term that he used it on his own mother when he was on the cross. Woman, madam, ma'am, lady, would you give me some water? That woman was shocked. He is a Jewish Man, rabbi by his appearance, and he's now begging me for water. And from water to living water to this living well. Well, you know, welding up again within us. And thou shalt not be thirst again. Remember that? And from living water to Messiah, I am he. Woman, you worship in that mountain or in that temple. But woman, you don't know. For I know my father, he's a spirit. Those that worship him, they don't need to go to that mountain. They don't need to go to that temple. But they can worship him in truth and in spirit. The disciples came back. They saw. They saw Jesus talking to that woman. And they scolded in their heart. You read the Bible, they scolded. They scolded very, very severely. What are you doing? That was against that woman. Why are you talking to her? That was against the Lord Jesus Christ himself. Why are you even talking to that 
woman. Eat. Come on, eat. And let's get out of here. And Jesus said, I have eaten. My food is to do the will of the one who sent me and to accomplish his task. And Jesus said, come on, put fingers to your eyes. Jesus said, together we say, lift up our eyes. Lift up your eyes and see the harvest. You say it's four months away, but lift up your eyes and see the harvest is white unto harvesting. It's now. O broke, O broke. Some young man was telling me, O broke is now being swamped with Indians and with Chinese. What do you see? What do you see? And this Indian young missionary, he said, I see a harvest coming. Second time. Second time, John 8. Again, very familiar passage. Crowds and crowds of people just surrounded Jesus and they were listening to his teaching on the kingdom of God. And the whole day they were with Jesus. And the disciples said to Jesus, Send them away. Too many of them now. And it's late and they must be hungry. Come on, send them away. We don't have enough money. We don't have money. We don't have facilities. Send them away. That's how we, how we see the crowd. Send them away. Whereas Jesus, he said to the disciples, you give them to eat. Uh, 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 we, don't, we, we, we don't have money. It takes 20 pieces of silver to feed this crowd. And we don't, we don't, we don't, no bread, no shops, no restaurants, no, send them. But Jesus, the Bible said, come on, do it with me. Come on. Jesus lifted up his eyes and he saw hunger. And you say, in my neighborhood, Oakbrook, hunger? No, we don't have, we don't have hungry folks around here. And you say thirsty? No, we don't have people who are thirsty around. No, 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 no. What does the Bible says? The Bible says men hunger not because of lack of bread. Men thirst not because of lack of water, but they lack the hearing of the word of God. America, the Chinese have a saying, in the chess game, the players, the players, they are lost in the game. Whereas a passers-by, a visitor, a visitor to America, whereas as a visitor, as a passers-by, actually he sees things more clearly. This country, this country is losing and is more and more lacking the hearing of the word of God. You're not even allowed to say Merry Christmas anymore, but just Happy Holidays. Lift up 
your eyes and you shall see hunger. The third time, third time talking about Jesus lifting his eyes, John 11. Again, very familiar. Lazarus. Lazarus, his best friend. Lazarus, his two sisters, they were the fans of Jesus. And Lazarus was sick. And a girl sent messenger to Jesus, your friend, your friend, Lazarus is seriously ill. And Jesus, what did he do? I mean, totally, totally unusual of him. Usually he would rush to meet the knees. But this time, he just, he just, for three days, he was just, no, he was just hanging loose, man. Hand hand. He was hanging, hanging loose. On the fourth day, suddenly he said, oh, let's go. Let's go to Lazarus. Let's go to Lazarus. And the, the disciples, they have heard from the grapevine that Lazarus has died. You didn't go. He, he died four days ago. But Jesus said, let's go, let's go, let's go and wake up, wake him up, wake him up, let's go. And the disciples said, don't, the, the Jews will stone you. Well, the Jews, they will stone Jesus anywhere. But then Jesus was insistent, and the disciples, they were so cooperative, so positive. Well, if he's going to die, let's go and die with him. That's what they said. And Jesus came to the village. Martha, Martha came out. <laughs> Why did you come four days early? And Jesus said, where's Mary? And Martha, being a good sister, run home and say, Mary, Mary, Jesus wants to see you. And Mary put some powder on and put some lipstick. <laughs> well, no girls will ever go out without putting something on. So Mary came out, just, just complaining and blaming Jesus for being late. And Jesus said, take me to the graveyard. Oh, no, 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 it's four days now. He's dead and he's decaying. <coughs> now, he's, now he's foul. No, no, take me to the graveyard. He came to the graveyard. There was this big, big rock. And the neighbors and the families, what did they see? They see death. They see four days. They see the cops decaying. They see it's now falling up. They see the big rock. Now do it with me. Do it with me. Jesus lift up his eyes. He wept first. He wept. They thought he was weeping for Lazarus. No, he wept because of folks like you and me and the neighbors and the families. Definitely, Jesus have taught them for resurrection is in me, and life is also in me. For those who believe in me, though he is dead, he should rise up again. 
And when Jesus lifted his eyes, he saw not a big rock. No, he saw the bigger power. And he said, Father, it's not for me. It's not for me, but for these people. And he commanded, Lazarus, come forth. I'm so glad he identified Lazarus by name, or else everyone inside will be hopping out. And Paul said, Death, where is thy stained? And Paul wrote, Death, where is thy power? But Jesus saw the greater, indeed, the greatest power. The fourth time, John 17. John 17, well, John 16 was the Garden of Gethsemane. John 18, betrayal, sold, weeping, crowning. Remember that? In John 19, he was hung on a cross. And he was forsaken. And he would say, Father, Father, why hast thou forsaken me? That was the bitter cup. But then in John 17, please do it with me. The fourth time. Say, Jesus, say it with me. Jesus lift up his eyes. And he saw glory. Yes, of course. He see the betrayal. Yes, of course. He sees the whipping. He sees the crowning. He sees the nail. He sees the spear. He sees all these. But then, in the cross, in the cross, be my glory ever. He said, Father, be glorified. As I mean you, Father, and as I have glorified you, as you and I are one, Father, glorify your Son. For I have glorified you. And he prayed to the Father, Father, those you have entrusted, we, we, the church, the church, those you have entrusted into my hands, I did not lose any one of them from my palms. Father, as you are glorified, and as your Son is glorified, glorify your church. Me. Us. Four times, Jesus lift up his hands. Mission fest. 
what is mission first? My summation is very simple. Seeing what Jesus sees today. And doing what Jesus would do today. Now church, stand up to your feet. Please, everybody stand up. Quiz time. Quiz time now, all right? Quiz time. Four times, Jesus lifts up his eyes. And four times, he sees, he sees, all right? First time, okay, point to your eyes. First time, Jesus lift up his eyes and he saw... No, no, first time. Harvest. Right. Second time, Jesus lift up his eyes and he sees... Come on, louder, choir. All right, hunger. Okay, you got to be now. <laughs> okay, third time, third time. Jesus lift up his eyes and he saw... Oh, power. And fourth time, Jesus lift up his eyes and he see glory. Father God, in this mission fest, I pray. I pray for Church of Oakbrook, Christ Church of Oakbrook, that we will lift up our eyes that we will see harvest, that we will see hunger, that we will see power, and we will see glory. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you very much. And before you leave today, pick up a copy of Christian China And you will learn that church practically has nothing but a vision. And with that vision, I sense that church of China will actually bring the gospel back to Jerusalem. Folks, look out. The Chinese are coming.